Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. <laughs> Here we go again. I know you guys like sitting around the tailgate telling stories with good buddies, cracking cold ones. No matter if it's hunting season or fishing season, well, so does the Outdoor Drive Podcast. So we're going to bring you Tales from the Tailgate. All right, let's drop the tailgate for another great episode from Tales from the Tailgate. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and I'm joining my good buddy, Mr. Madman Mardik. Ew. What's up, buddy? That's not a very good intro. This is Tales from the it's Tailgate, dude. You're supposed to be hyped up about this. Huh? You're supposed I'm to be fired hot. up. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. We got Seth and Talia here <laughs> with us. What's up, guys? Hello. What's going on? You guys Hello. ready? We're going to drop the tailgate. You... Hey, Seth, you got your Bud Light over there? You ready to rock and roll? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone for now. <laughs> I don't think we've had that discussion on, on the podcast yet, but we'll just leave that oh. one for the rest of them to decide on their own so the reason we have seth and talia on the podcast is because they had a great double and talia had her first turkey ever how was it was quite the hunt that's for sure happened way faster than i think probably one of the coolest things i've experienced that's awesome well why don't we crack a cold one put down the tailgate and let's talk about it so start us from the beginning where it started was it it was opening day of rhode island season correct yep was yes it was so break us into it what happened where did the day start and where did it end so zero dog 30 we got up we had a plan we went snuck into the blind we roosted the birds the night before right mm-hmm. and then we uh, we had two spots two plans plan a and plan b we started with plan a sun rose it was a beautiful morning birds were chirping deer were blowing and uh our target bird just decided not to play ball. He was handed up. He, I was talking to him. He would respond a little bit. Then he shut up and he wouldn't come in. Um, we gave him, I don't know, it was an hour, hour and a half. Um, then we gave up and we moved on to plan B. Right? Yeah. We packed up, moved on the road. There was birds already in our spot. And then you can tell the rest. This impatient one. Got all because he thought we got busted off rip. We did not. I said, give it a second. Let's get in the blind. Keep going. And then, sure as heck. What? Not even 20 minutes later? No, it wasn't 20 minutes. Not even. No. He's looking over his right shoulder and he says, there's a bird coming, but I don't know what it is. Don't have the GoPro set up. All of a sudden, not even six yards in front of us. Boom. There's mine. And then he shoots one, not even a second after. It was way more dramatic than that. First of all. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, all right, this is supposed to be a 30 minute Tales from the Tailgate. We're about to yeah. end this thing yeah. in three minutes. What? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> she left out every. Kill is gonna kill. 
So we pull into the property. There's a few fields in there, a couple tree lines. We pull in, and the birds are already out in one of the bigger fields. So I park. We run across the field, and there's an opening from an old tractor path. And sure, I am 100% positive we got busted by a couple birds, Didn't. whether they were jakes or hens. Definitely wasn't the shortest that I was going to target, but we got busted by a bird for sure. So I was all, listen, there's a lot of pressure trying to get away from first turkey. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But so I thought we got busted. I was standing in, in the decoys, mad as hell. Like, I'm like, yo, I just ruined it. Like, what are we going to do? This is plan B already. But whatever. She's like, just be patient. Like, let's just sit anyway. I was like, fine. fine. She's telling you so to I be put- patient. Yeah, yes. well, we, yes, I am. <laughs> this isn't her first turkey hunt. This was her first turkey. So I, I've taken her a few other times, and it's always been a shit show. So I'm aggravated because, you know, I'm trying to get her first bird. I'm sick of bringing her turkey hunt and looking like a fool. So whatever. I think we got busted. I'm standing there where I'm going to put the decoys mad as hell. She's like, listen, just, let's just sit down and try it. I was like, fine. You can't kill them on the couch. We're here. Let's do it. So I put the decoy out, and then I'm looking at the blind. I'm looking at the spread, and I'm like, you know what? These birds, if they did saw us or whatever, they're not going to see the decoy unless they get too far away. I ended up moving the decoy into like six yards in front of the blind. That way they could, the way this field is set up, if they hit that tractor path, they'd have a straight line of sight. Instead of putting it at like 20 to 25 yards like normal, I put it at six, just so that way they could see the, the decoy better. Well, whatever, I wait, we get into the blind, trying to be patient. She's calming me down, saying, listen, you can't kill him on the couch. Just be patient. It'll happen if it's meant to be. And I'm here mad, right? I'm just mad. I'm like, yeah, we're wasting time. Whatever. I break out the nor'easter calls and I'm like, just give it a few minutes just in case we didn't get busted. So I start striking a pot call after like 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And I get no response. Now I'm re-mad. I'm mad again. I'm like, shit, I knew it. We got busted. <laughs> uh, but whatever. I stayed with it. Did they gobble at first? No, they didn't gobble at all. Yeah, they didn't gobble at all. So they after called like three times. So after a couple minutes of calling, I look over, I saw something brown in the corner of my eye. In that tractor path, I saw a turkey moving. But I thought it was a hen. I was pretty confident it was a hen. So I didn't even like touch the camera. I went right back down to calling. Didn't even give it a second thought. I was like, there's a bird coming. I think it's a hen. Whatever. So I look back down. I start working the pot call again. She's like, nope, it's a Tom. By the time I picked my head up, that bird was already at 15 yards and on a string, but came in silent. So I, she's like, nope, it's a Tom. I look up and he's there at 15 yards. And then, I mean, all in all, it was like 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What happened? So then he, she, he was at 15 yards. I look up, I turn the main camera on. I pick it up off the ground. I have a, the, the striker and the pot call in my mouth. I have one, the pot call in one hand, the camera in the other. GoPro didn't get turned on. Still mad about that. But and now the birds in the decoys. And there's another strutter right behind them. And they came in running. Running. They came in running. It was honestly, it was a rush. But they jumped on that decoy like nobody's business. Now I know her, so good thing the camera's already running because she's not gonna give it a second. <laughs> she don't care about the film. She wants her bird. So the camera's on, I get on the bird, and before I could even like collect my thoughts, she already busted that thing. <laughs> He was on top of the decoy too, and kicking the shit out of it. Yep, yep. The what, were you, what were you using her decoy, sir? Um, in the hasty setup, I just threw out the 
the Jake the, with the real fan, the yep. strutter Jake, and uh, lay down hen. Okay. A breeder hen, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was it. And they wanted they wanted to absolutely massacre that thing. Dude, they came oh, in and they they jumped right on it. Didn't hesitate. They didn't. Like, sometimes they come in aggressive, but they'll stop and they'll start strutting. Mm-hmm. They didn't strut. They didn't gobble. They came in and jumped on it, like running, full speed. Honestly, out of all the years of turkey, I've never seen a, a, a pair of birds react like that. You see that, like, a, a ton, like, on on Facebook or Instagram, the pictures of them coming down through the field and they just bombard it. But you don't ever really see that in person. Like you said, they come in, they'll put, peck at it, and then they'll jump on it. But... From exactly. what you're describing, they just straight Komodo dragon that thing. Yeah. Literally. And that's happened to me. They come in, they, they puff up, they strut around, they flex on them. And then they're like you said, then eventually after they'll get aggressive and they'll, they'll pick up their legs and they'll strike it or whatever. But I've never seen them react like that so quickly. No hesitation. It was, To see a bird that aggressive was wild. If he was gobbling, it would have been even better because mm-hmm. he was on, in a lap. Talia, what was going through your head as this is all happening and transpiring? Because obviously Seth's not paying attention at all. <laughs> uh, it was so close that, you know, I just didn't want to miss the bird. It was so close right in front of my face. I was nervous. I was shaking. I was like, holy shit, it's actually happening. This is going to be my first bird. And, you know, in that moment, you're just so anxious, but you're so excited at the same time that you don't really know how to feel and then it's over in a split second and you're just kind of in like a haze of wow that just happened that that really just happened and that was really freaking cool so that's the best way i can describe it you i'm shaking afterwards i'm looking at him i'm like what (laughs) like that just happened (laughs) so (laughs) it was crazy and and you and you started which was kind of cool to me was like with a 410 like you got a 410 and shot it you know sighted it all in and then was able to kill with that that gun yeah that thing i don't think i would want to go on a turkey hunt with anything else other than that thing that thing is that that thing's sweet it's so comfortable it's so light and i mean i had bought a 20 gauge a couple seasons ago for this purpose for duck hunting and turkey hunting but uh with the turkey shells through it even though it's a semi-automatic even with the turkey shells it, it packs a good punch that 410 is a breeze just as lethal if not more you know with that tss and i mean it's so comfortable to shoot so so comfortable so she's able to like use that so much more comfortably so after talia had shot her bird seth you doubled up so gun goes off i got the camera in one hand calling another striker in my mouth she blast that thing and drops it right i mean it, it, honestly i've never killed a bird that close either it was being there on the side of it happening was just as wild as me shooting mine but so she blasted that bird she looked at me i looked at her and i was like oh shit there's another bird <laughs> so i tried to hand her the camera because i it didn't even have it on the tripod at the time but like i switched it to my left hand and tried to hand it to her but she wasn't reacting fast enough because she still got a gun in her hand like holy shit i just killed a bird <laughs> I, so I just left it in my hand. I reached down and grabbed the shotgun, shouldered it, called striker snow in my mouth. And the other one was starting to, he was starting to run away. But I mean, so he must, uh, the first, I shot him twice. The first shot was probably 35 yards. 
and the second was probably 40, 45. And I'm camera in one hand, I'm trying to film, and I shoulder the gun up, bang, bang. <laughs> and that was it. It, it. I mean, honestly, I'm, it sounds like it's downplayed, but it was the most chaotic experience of my life. It really was. It really was. <laughs> uh, you know, in the turkey woods anyway, for sure. Especially to put them that close to the blind. I mean, six yards. I mean, dude, I couldn't even imagine. That's one thing about hunting out of a blind. Uh, for the first time last year, I hunted out of a blind. And the stuff that you can get away with in the turkey woods in a blind is astronomical. I- I'm, like, mind blown what you can do right. movement-wise. So we really, I mean, I'm a big blind hunter anyway. We've talked about that for deer hunting. But so it was natural and easy for me to turn that into turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. But especially like bringing my daughter or bringing Talia out, trying to get her her bird. And it it's honestly for what we're doing and trying to accomplish, especially filming. It's a no brainer for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even if I'm running a gun and I'll put the blind on my back. And then pop it up and hunt out of it. Yep. That's crazy. I don't, couldn't even imagine doing that. It's just the the extra weight you're walking around with isn't worth the the convenience after the fact, mm-hmm. especially with camera gear and the tripod and calls. Like I can put the calls on my feet. I can sit in a chair. You know what I mean? It's just so much more convenient when app, you know, when applicable. If I can use a blind, I will for yep. sure. So Seth, me you. And Trevor, oh, go ahead. Me and Trevor actually just talking about that yesterday. I think on the phone. Um, I've got nothing against blinds at all, but I just, I just don't use them. And I honestly, I don't use decoys. Uh, I just prefer to run and gun, you know, bare minimum, but now trying to self film Turkey hunts, I think I'm going to be using a blind and I think I'm going to be putting t- decoys out because, you know, when you're running a gun and especially in the hardwoods, you, you try to aim the camera where you think it's going to go down. It never goes down where you think it's going to go down. So having a decoy out and being able to be in a blind, I think it just, I mean, you see how it's hard enough to film from a blind with decoys, let alone without them. 100%. You know, I've been on three. So I was on three successful turkey hunts this season between me and Talia, my Massachusetts bird. And I brought my father out. All three of them were in a blind. Um, Some I set up the morning of some I set up prior to. And all three had problems trying to film a single, not a single time right. was it all smooth sailing as far as hunting, killing and filming mm-hmm. it. The, the turkeys are just so deer. It's a lot slower sometimes, unless it's the rut and you've got to run and buck. It's so much slower. They come in on a run. Usually you have time to react the Turkey. When it happens, it's happened. You know, right. unless you see him coming down a field edge, you know, a hundred yards out, but in all three of our instances, and our successful hunts, it just, it was happening. Mm. So, so after you guys killed the birds, Talia, what was kind of like going through your mind was you step out of the blind and you go to this bird for the first time being your first turkey? Honestly, I was nervous. He wasn't dead at first, so I gave him a little poke to make sure. <laughs> that, that thing was dead before it hit the ground. He kept saying that it was dead as a doornail, but every single time I go up to it, no matter what we're hunting, whether it's deer, a duck, I'm like, did I actually hit it or is this like fake? So <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's self-doubt, but it's it was so exhilarating to walk up to that thing. First of all, seeing how huge it was. It was a massive bird. And to be my first bird and of that size, I was just so excited that 
you know, not only I got my first bird, but we doubled up as, you know. Yeah, that was my first double. That was awesome. It was my first successful turkey hunt. We doubled up together. And I mean, I was just so happy to even be involved. <laughs> I was just so awesome. happy to be there. So. Well, about time he decided to put you on a bird instead of taking them all for himself, right? So, Seth, you also killed a, a really good bird in Massachusetts. Yep. Kind of take us that through that, hunt. So, um, that was also opening day in Mass. I took the, both days off, the opener for Mass and the opener Rhode Island. Um, I scouted pretty heavy prior to. Um, and I was watching this bird for about a couple weeks prior to opening day. The night before, I was on the phone with you. As I roosted the bird, actually. Um, that was when I was talking. I was like, dude, the strut is right there. Uh, I roosted the birds. I went to where I thought they were hanging out during the day. Set up a blind in the dark. In the rain. In my crocs. Well, when you had set it up, they were coming in on you. They were going to roost right where I was thought they were going to I was going to set up the blind. So I had to back out, wait for them to go roost. And then go back in the dark and set up the blind. Um, so I did that, tied it all off, went back the next morning with the uh, Louis, and by seven fifteen that bird was dead. That was pretty much that was quite a cluster of a hunt as well. Why? Well, so as you guys know, but for all the listeners, so whatever is mass opening day, it's our first hunt of the season together. So we're in the blind, and now I'm confident, which, as you guys know, when you're confident in a hunt, things usually go much more successful. So I know this bird's been in the area consistently. So, like, I know if we're just patient enough, he's going to be, he's going to give us a chance. Mm -hmm. Now, they didn't, go he gobbled on the roost. Once he flew down, he gobbled once, and that was it. So he flew down by, like, 5.30, 5.40 in the morning. I We thought. That's what it sounded like. And then that was it. He shut up. Um, so we started talking to him a little bit, no response, no response, but now it's open day, So we're still patient. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not antsy yet. Come six o'clock, six 15, a hand strolled in. She started hanging out in the decoys. Um, she moved through, I don't know, six 45, another hen came in. Now I'm getting worried because I don't see the Tom anywhere. And I think these are the hens that he's been hanging out with. So whether they were already bred and they moved on and, and they were separate from him or what, but. Um, so now we're getting towards seven o'clock and all of a sudden out of the corner, you know, out of the corner of the blind window, I can see a strutter in the field. We were set up in this little wood patch, um, with field all around us. And, uh, so we didn't have great visibility in the field, but just enough, we could see the, you know, the, the, the fan. So we called a little bit, but luckily those hens had just come through. So like, you can't beat a live decoy, you know, um, he had good line of seat of our, line of sight of our decoys. So after, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes later, he starts working his way in. So now it's opening day, first day of this first hunt of the season for both of us. So now we're getting amped up. I brought out my uh, 20 gauge 1100 with the, uh, with the Saddies TSS loads. Now I've never killed a bird with this gun, so I'm excited. Bird's coming in on a string. I wish he was gobbling just for the excitement factor, but you know, he's coming, he's strutting the whole way. So we got the most beautiful footage. For about 50 yards, once he broke the corner, the, the tree line, 
this bird strutting, coming in on a string. I mean, the sunlight was hitting him. He was reflecting in the light. It was just, it was, it was gorgeous. It was all 4K. It was per- picture perfect. He came into the decoy. And now instead of being aggressive like Talia's bird, he started strutting. And he started doing a circle around the Jake. I still, I, this decoy spread, I had the, the Jake decoy out with the breeder hen and a feeding hen. And he's doing he's doing like a figure eight through the decoys, right? Or always, always around the breeder hen and that Jake, he kept circling them, circling them. And now we talked to each other, Louie and I, and we're like, he's like, wait, let's get some good footage. So I'm sitting there, I'm on the bird, but I'm not shooting. I'm just letting, I'm letting the camera work and letting him strut. And finally, I can't take it anymore. I'm like, all right, you ready? He's like, yep. Bang! Drop that thing like a bad habit. As soon as I pulled the trigger, the camera freaked out and just like it reset. It went, Sony came on the screen, it went black, and it reset. So, granted, uh, we still don't know what happened. This has never happened to us turkey hunting before. Um, I think the barrel of the gun was too close to the camera, and the concussion shut it off. But more of the story is we lost the kill shot. We lost all the footage leading up to the kill shot. Um, and I was devastated. <laughs> Come on, so everything disappeared? So all the everything we had up to when he pressed record and that Tom coming in, we have. But as soon as he pressed record, that last segment is gone. Wow, I've never heard yeah. of anything <laughs> like that happening. We've been turkey hunting for years together, for at least four or five seasons. We've turkey hunted successfully, and that's never happened to us. Uh, that's the first time using that gun and that choke. I, I don't know if it's because it's not ported. I do. I, I don't. I have no. I have no answer. I have no idea. We can't figure it out. It's just that's the only guess I can come up with is that it was just too close and the, the concussion from from it going off. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but so that was terrible. That thing was dropped. Louis on, was Louis on? He was on your right or your left? My right. So that's the side where where the um, action is. No. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. But it's pretty good. Uh, my, he was just as close. So Talia's bird and our my double, we were just as close. Um, in that same blind the year before, uh, when I got my my solo double uh, a couple two years ago, the camera never went off. I mean, different gun. So I don't know if that gun's just got a particular crack to it or what. I, Dude, I have no idea. Must have well, been the saddies. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you what, those, those saddies dropped that bird like a bad habit. Oh, boy, did they roll them up. Huh? They hit them hard. 20, 22 yards. Drop. Jesus. So that was your first Massachusetts bird. Yep. Yep. What and was- the first bird you did in uh, saddies TSS. That's awesome. So, and, and kind of what was your thoughts after you killed this bird? Cause I know it was kind of a cluster. Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, that's the, one of the, the downfalls to filming. I mean, it was, we were so excited to have everything happening. So perfect. Like we had all, you know, it's not very often in Turkey was that you get all the camera angles running, everything's, you know, picture perfect like that in a, in, in a wide open area too. So like everything was just going so right. As soon as I touched that gun off and watch immediately following this, the, the camera freaking out, it definitely ruined the moment. I'm not going to lie. I mean, our, our high of first opening day out of state for both of us, 
Um, he's killed mass birds before, but you know what I mean? It's just like that high was definitely brought down a little bit. Um, and I'm not proud to say that. I wish it didn't happen that way. But, um, I mean, it, it fixed, you know, by the time I went over there and grabbed that bird, it, it was still an enjoyable moment. But I was definitely upset because of the footage. That is one negative. Like, when we youth hunt, one of the things, like, this year, the youth ends up killing a bird, and then we're working a second bird, and then we ca- called it off, kind of, or we're kind of, not called it off, but we were kind of glad that it didn't happen, because, like, what if he had missed or whatever, because you can take away from that moment almost instantaneously when something goes wrong, and that's what right. happened to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, Absolutely. That's a negative about the filming aspect, like, if you don't get it on camera or whatever the case may be. And then it just kind right. of takes away from that moment. Yeah, I'd almost rather miss the footage than have the perfect footage and get a race like that and something, mm-hmm. some freak accident. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, it's it's part know. of filming. It's part of filming. Yeah. You know, and when I killed my big Ohio deer, the recovery we had lost that footage, and it kind of sucked because you're like you're trying to put everything together. I just killed the biggest buck of my life and not being able to have it on film. Yeah, that's, I, I, I mean, I'd lose it knowing you went through all that extra steps and actually hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely sucks. But hey, it was, it was a successful hunt anyways. That it was. Speaking of the filming too, what's, now that I, we're talking about it, Talia has never hunted without a camera on it. Really? Her f- first, her first deer. Her first doe, her first buck, her first duck, mm-hmm. and her first turkey have all been on film. All been on film. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so her mm-hmm. first bow kill, first deer ever. I still I have the footage. It's all it's complete, beginning, middle, and end. So that's I'm very thankful for that. And what's awesome about that is that we can watch it whenever, and we've watched it hundreds of times. Yeah. Right. So like, that's worth it because we ha- we'll have that memory forever. You know what I mean? But looking back now, I remember her shooting her first deer and I had that camera in my face looking, you know what I mean? And I'm recording it. So it, it's a definitely a double-edged sword. And then her first buck, her first bow kill with the, for her first buck, I, what was it, the SIM card? Yeah. Or did, I didn't, was it a SIM card or I couldn't press record fast enough? No, you put a card in the camera. So I charged the camera and replaced the SIM cards, but I forgot... I put the wrong, I had the wrong card in my pocket or something happened. The buck walks out and I press record and nothing's happening. By the time I realized that the record's not going on, she had already shot the deer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you were so quick to start filming when she, when the turkey came exactly. in because you knew exactly what was about she to happen. She doesn't communicate nothing. She comes to full draw and shoots a thing. I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, She's not she there to film. Thing. She's there to kill. She's a killer, not exactly. a filmer. <laughs> But I almost feel bad that, you know, all these firsts for her in the hunting world and she's got a camera in her face every time. Right. But on the opposite side of that, we no, have all now those me- we can, Yeah, we can sit down and Emma can watch all these memories with us. And Yeah. Yeah. Her first wood duck, her first duck ever was a wood duck. We got that on camera. Her first deer and her first turkey. Yeah, that's the best thing about filming is going back and watching those memories. The other day I went through and watched all of our YouTube videos all on our YouTube channel of all of our hunts that I've done in that we've done in the past just to watch them because they're just fun to watch, you know? And, and I mean, we live that moment. Yeah. Just for ourselves, you know, that's the most important thing. So fun to reminisce. It is. 
That's what that's what the Tales of the Tailgate is all about, is sitting around the tailgate telling the stories. But if you have the film to back it up, it's even better. Agreed. Well, congratulations to the both of you guys on, on both of your birds. It's absolutely awesome. And hopefully Talia keeps knocking stuff down. Agreed. For everybody else, thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.